you have um, detained women. I had several detained women on numerous occasions that would come to me and say, Miss Wooten, I had hysterectomy. Um, why? I had no answers as to why they had those procedures. Um, and one lady walked up to me here this last time around between October of 19 until July the 2nd. And she said, what is he? Is he the uterus collector? Does he collect uteruses? Welcome to STAT. Today is a special episode that I am doing about the horrific conditions for migrants that are in the ICE prisons. You just heard the amazing whistleblower nurse, Don Wooten, talking about what's going on to the women in the ICE detention centers. Welcome to Stat Shocking Traumas and Treatments, and I am your host, Karen Wickham, and I have a guest on with me today, Mary, and we're going to talk about this. I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I didn't know more about this and what was going on with the conditions of COVID in the detention centers. And maybe it's because um, it's not front page news. It's not up at the top where we can read it. And oftentimes I think we have to dig deeper into news to find where the real important stuff is, not just what they want us to, to read about. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but we know, we know that uh, people of color, Hispanic people, indigenous people don't get the same treatment. So I need to pay more attention and we need to get this to the top and known more. So I want to, I don't know. Did I say that Mary, you're here, right? Yes. Did I, I say that? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. Just been patiently listening over here and my mind is absolutely it makes me think of uh something you'd see in a wartime like it's it's atrocious well there's there's no other way to say it it's it's absolutely disgusting and i can't believe that human beings are being treated this way in supposedly a first world country so we've got concentration camps which is what they are and because specifically these are Hispanic people, women, children, men, no, no one else is being held there. And we have gassing of poisonous HDQ, which I will also discuss on this episode. Number two, number three, we have women that are having hysterectomies that stop them from having any more children. That's eugenics. As far as I'm concerned, all of it equals to eugenics. Does it sound familiar? Uh, yeah, very much so. It sounds like the concentration camps and in, in, in the horrific conditions in Nazi Germany. Now it's not the same but it's pretty damn close too close and it's as disgusting and i could get into a whole thing about about com you know comparing hitler to trump 
but I'm not going to go down that road because I don't know if you really can, but they're both psychotics or they're psychotic and well, Trump, I mean, um, Hitler is still not alive, but, uh, you know what I mean? Megalomaniacs. It's, uh, again, I'm not going to go down that, that rabbit hole because we all know who is behind this, who is the leader that encourages, supports, and is the law behind it. And everybody falls into place underneath that. Unless you're there working like this Don, this nurse, Don Wooten, who, you know, was providing as best care as she could and then couldn't take it anymore. So I'm not saying everybody that works in these detention centers are horrible. And I would say probably the ones that are decent, uh, you know, are, are, well, they should be, but um, hopefully they can bring some, some help and peace to these, uh, these detainees that deserve to be treated like humans. They don't even deserve to be there. Okay, so let's talk about what's going on. There's there's not a, a real heck of a lot to say, except, you know, women are getting hysterectomies without informed consent, without consenting to these. They're going in for whatever reason and coming out sterile. It's just... I don't even have words for that. It's just such a violation and so horrific. And yeah, I can't even, I can't even imagine that. No. And I'm going to, I'm going to play another clip from uh, Don Wooten here so that uh, uh, you can hear a bit more from her. I just, I, I think she's amazing. It takes a lot of courage to come out and blow the whistle on this, bring the attention, try to get help for these, these people. And, the the injustice it may be difficult for her to get a job from this point on because you know well we don't want a whistleblower working for for us unless it's a an excellent facility that wants people that are going to keep them honest but um anyway yeah no I, I was thinking when you were saying earlier about you know the majority of the people you know people have families that depend on them and they need you know to keep their jobs and who knows what kind of you know, upwards, like from who knows from the higher ups, what kind of pressure is being put on these people? Like, you know, don't say anything or you lose your job. Like people are desperate right now. It's hard to get jobs in the States and the situation that's going on in there. So, you know, I could see some people, maybe their moral fortitude, you know, isn't as strong, but this woman Obviously, even though she apparently, I think, is a single mom with kids, she just couldn't stand by and let it happen anymore. And I, I applaud her 100%. Exactly. I agree with you. Um, you you're going to hear here that she was actually um, reprimanded and demoted for bringing these, these things forward. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to play another clip here so you can hear uh, what else she has to say. I was first employed at Irwin County Detention Center in 2010. I've been to this facility three on three different occasions. Um, I returned in 2014, worked until 2016, um, came back in 2019. Um, I was a nurse there, a medication nurse. I worked 6A to 6P. 
we did total detainee and total inmate care were my responsibilities there. You have um, detained women. I had several detained women on numerous occasions that would come to me and say, Miss Wooten, I had hysterectomy. Um, why? I had no answers as to why they had those procedures. Um, and one lady walked up to me here this last time around between October of 19 until July the 2nd. And she said, what is he? Is he the uterus collector? Does he collect uteruses? And I asked her, what does she mean? And she says, everybody that I talked to has had a hysterectomy. And you just don't know what to say. I mean, I don't, I don't have a answer for why that they would come to me and they would say, is he the uterus collector? The standard of care was, it wasn't timely all the time. They would have a procedure to where they would fill out forms to be seen. Those forms would be shredded. Um, they would be told in area instances that, you know, there's nothing going on with them, just on numerous occasions. And as a human, you just don't treat people inhumane. I have a title as a licensed practical nurse, and I protect my title with dignity to where I was raised by you treat people as you want to be treated. Um, the sanitation, especially during COVID, the sanitation was horrible. We didn't have anything to sanitize with. We didn't have the proper PPE. So they didn't have the proper PPE. They didn't have anything to sanitize with while they were down in the dorms as well. And when you ask, you will be reprimanded. When we first had the first case of COVID there in the facility, it was COVID is not here in the facility. Then we had another case and it was like COVID was not here in the facility. We had several more cases and it was like COVID was not here in the facility. You know, there was not a proper separation of those detainees whenever they come in. You know, there's a 14-day incubation period. You know, they weren't separated. You know, whenever you question and then you didn't have the proper PPE, I admit I refuse. I have sickle cell. I have kids that have underlying conditions as well. They're asthmatics. So the protocol was not being followed. It was not properly reported to the health department. It was not properly reported to the CDC, nor was it properly reported to LaSalle. She said so much there. I, I just want to touch on, well, all of it. But she said that people, the protocol was for anyone that needed to be seen by a doctor or get some kind of treatment was to fill out a form and hand it in. And once it was handed in, someone would take it and shred it. So there was no follow-up care. They didn't get any care at all. And there was no proof that they handed it in. Right. Did they shred everything or just like randomly like, eh, whatever. She said she saw their requests to see a physician or to receive care shredded. She can, I, I, she can only speak for herself or what she's right. seen. Okay. But she saw it happen. 
So I can't say whether it happened to everybody or not, but it happened. So yeah, we're, we're here to take care of you while we decide what to do with your life in a place that you thought you could go and start a new life. Land of the free, home of the brave, right? Okay, so we touched on the hysterectomies. I don't know if there's more that I can say about it. It's just right there, glaring, slapping us right in the face as to what's happening there. Um, we need to do something about this. I don't know. Um, I have a reach and hopefully those of you that maybe aren't aware of this news because you are, um, you know, living in Europe or Asia don't hear as much, but maybe this will bring it to your attention as well. Because I think as people, we shouldn't think of ourselves as so small that we can't do something. So this is me trying to do something. I didn't want to make a ridiculous, uh, incoherent, uh, rage <laughs> spewed episode here. No, she did that to with me earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Off yeah. air. <laughs> when she first found out about this, it was. Yeah. I, you I've know, just I mean, been, it's, I've just been walking around with it in the back of my head going, what, what can I do? What can I do? So I, I knew I needed to put this out there, but I, I need to, to look deeper into what more that I can do. And if there's anybody out, you guys out there that think there's something you can do, I don't know, sign a, a petition or, or share, um, you know, articles, uh, in social media, whatever you think you can do, um, please do it or just research yourself more, find out more though. I know you guys are all very well informed. Those of you may not be because of, of, you know, where in the world you live. So now I want to talk about something else. She brought up that there was lack of care, which, oh, surprise, surprise. And that when COVID hit, so she's talking early on with the conditions where when COVID hit, no PPE for anybody. And when cases came up, there was no isolation. And, you know, I don't know how there wasn't a massive outbreak. I mean, I, I, maybe there was, and we don't know about it. Yep. Just straight up denial or. Cause there are many different detention centers. So it may have happened in one where someone doesn't want to talk about it. And that's something I'm going to dig deep into myself to find out how many have uh, detention centers, how many reports of positive cases, uh, illnesses and deaths there've been. Now I may not find out the truth on that. I probably won't, but, um, yeah, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper on that. But what I want to talk about is HDQ. This is the, the gassing. It's actually spraying of, of poison. Uh, it's industrial sanitizer that is supposed to be used in, in for institutions. Now, this is an institution, but how this stuff is usually used is that it's sprayed on a, um, like a, a surface. So that could be a countertop, um, you know, uh, equipment that was just used, um, you know, places where people touch things. Right. I mean, like, is it something similar to like when we go to Costco and they're spraying down the carts with this stuff, that, you know? I don't know if it's the same, but this is industrial level stuff here. Right. So it would be applied generally 
And there probably be some sort of a waiting period where you let it dry and disinfect it. Like I'm a massage therapist, so so we have a spray that we put on and we're supposed to leave it on, you know, for a couple minutes and then either just let it air dry or, or wipe it off. Well, the thing is with disinfectants, they work as they're drying. Okay. So they're doing their job while they're drying, meaning that period of time until they dry, they're killing the bug, whatever, bacteria, virus, whatever you want to call it. So I want to talk about what's going on. So and this, this disinfectant is being sprayed dozens of times a day at the ICE detention centers. The conditions to begin with were terrible and then they turn around and they're spraying this stuff dozens of times a day. Some say every five to 15 minutes causing serious and potential fatal side effects. Among the tens of thousands of detained Hispanic children, women, and men. So the chemical exposure to this via the skin or through ingestion or inhalation is toxic and can cause disease, disability, and death. So in particular, this one detention center called the Adelendo ICE Processing Center, um, it's one of those places that is absolutely horrible. The employees have been using the industrial strength disinfectant spray every 15 minutes, like I said, in non-ventilated areas without providing the people with protective gear. They're spraying every cell and living area every 5 to 15 minutes. Their beds, their walls, their bathrooms, their surface areas, where they sit, where they eat, where the kids play every spot they're going in with these sprays it's everywhere and it's non-ventilated now do you need to have do you need to be geared up with protect protection absolutely but guess who gets the protection the staff who's spraying it okay fair enough then provide the same protection to the people that are being sprayed or you know, move, move them to a safe area yeah, Well, while they, yeah. you know, while they spray it and then let it dry, like you said, let it dry and then let them, them move yeah. back in. A hundred percent. That, you know, a hundred percent. So it's getting in contact in their eyes, their mouth, their skin, their clothing, clothing, their bedding in the food they're eating in the, in the, in what they're drinking. This is what these, in, in, uh, you know, innocent people have been experiencing. Painful burning and swollen eyes, noses, and throats, blistering skin and rashes, painful breathing, coughing up blood, nosebleeds for extended periods of time, severe nausea and stomach pain, headaches and fatigue. And this is just to name a few. I went online and I looked up. Side effects? Uh, actually, I went in and I found the, I'm um, sorry about my clicking here. I'm, I'm looking it up here. Um, oh, the. I found the safety data sheet that from the company called Spartan Chemical Company um, about, you know, it's supposed to be put on the walls or in the areas and on the bottles that they spray from. So everybody knows, you know, how dangerous it is or how to protect yourself. 
Or if there was accidental poisoning, what to do, right? Yeah, 100%. So the hazard statements, harmful if swallowed, harmful if inhaled, causes severe skin burns and serious eye damage. Prevention statements. Or sorry, precautionary statements. Wash hands and any exposed skin thoroughly after handling. Do not eat, drink, or smoke when using this product. Do not breathe mist, vapors, or spray. Use only outdoors or in well-ventilated areas. Wear protective gloves, eyewear, face protection, um, and clothing. Immediate call, immediately call a poison center or physician if it gets in your eyes or on your skin or if inhaled or swallowed, which I just said is happening to every one of them. So they're supposed to, you know, follow, like rinse your eyes thoroughly every 15 minutes, remove contact lenses, present um, if present and easy to do. Uh, continue, immediately call a poison center or a physician, uh, your skin, uh, take all your contaminated clothing, shoes, whatever you have on immediately and wash down a hundred percent with, and then put on fresh clothes, inhalation, remove victim from fresh air and keep at rest in a position comfortable for breathing, rinse mouth, do not induce vomiting immediately or call a physician or poison control. So to, I'm just, this is the last part I'm going to, I'm going to do here. First of all, it's considered a pesticide, which is fantastic. And, um, tox, toxicological information. Wow. I actually said that half decently. Um, likely roots of exposure, eyes, skin, ingestion, inhalation, symptoms of exposure, pain, redness, swelling of the conjunctiva and tissue damage, eye contact, may cause permanent damage. Skin contact, pain, redness, blistering, impossible chemical burn. Inhalation, nasal discomfort and coughing, irritation or damage of the mucous membranes and of the respiratory tract, ingestion, damage or chemical burns to the mouth, throat and stomach, pain, nausea, vomiting and diarrhea. So that's, that's what's happening. They're getting sprayed and this is, these are the very same side effects that, um, I told you before that they were saying that they were suffering from. So they are acutely being poisoned and toxic. They're being a hundred percent damaged by this practice and no one seems to give a shit. Like, okay. How did it go from, oh, we're not doing anything to we're spraying every five to 15 minutes. To me, it's sort of like a toddler being told reprimanded for not doing enough and be like, I'll show you, I'll do it all this time. Or are they just vindictive or are they just plain stupid and not qualified for their position and not properly trained, ignorant to what they're supposed to be doing? Is it all of it? Is it none of it? Like what, what is, what is this? This is insanity. I think probably what you're looking at is, uh, yeah, a little bit of that. Okay. Well, we'll just, we'll just spray the fuck out of things. Like we'll just disinfect the shit out of people. And if you don't think it's but dangerous, it's, why you know, are you wearing protective gear? Why are you in hazmat from head to toe with eye protection and, and facial protection and gloves? If this 
is does not seem dangerous to you well here's the question you know given on what um the nurse said what uh what she said about lack of ppe how do we know that the employees themselves haven't even been told how toxic this stuff is like maybe they're just like oh yeah it's a disinfectant you just spray it and you know it's fine it's no big deal or anything and then but you don't get geared up to that point if but are they geared up that's what i'm saying yeah they are so she was saying that there was lack of proper ppe so i was just wondering if maybe the staff that are doing this spray don't have the right ppe but she was talking about early oh okay but when covid just hit okay okay so this is she's talking about how terrible it was early on not what it's been like since it's been full force right so they're just gonna kill everything including the people so there have been many advocate groups that have come together to try to stop this insanity more than two hundred and fifty thousand people have signed a petition demanding now there's more than that because this article is you know a few months old demanding that the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency and its alleged use, it says alleged, but we know, we have to say that earlier, we get sued, disinfectant spray, immigration advocates say they've been causing serious side effects on detainees. Uh, And this um, petition was on change.org. And there's been many others that are trying to, to get this out there to try to stop it from happening. I have some quotes from testimonies that have been given from the detainees. I don't want to call them detainees, people, people that are, I don't want to call them prisoners either, but they are prisoners. You know, I don't want it to sound harsh because these are real living human beings. Sometimes when we give names like detainee and, and, um, and prisoner, we put those, those words put us at arm's length from who they are which is living, breathing human beings that deserve to be treated humanely. So I'm going to say people. So here's a a testimony from one person. Everyone in our facility has been having bloody noses, burning eyes, headaches, and our bones have been hurting. They spray, the spray that they use is called HDQ neutral. On the bottle, it says it has irreversible eye damage and skin burns. Avoid breathing. Do not get in eyes or skin. Wear goggles and face shields. Wash thoroughly after using. Furthermore, they went on to say that, uh, quote, the facility is not protecting us from the spray. Our beds are right next to the door handles. So when they spray it on the door handles, it gets into our rooms and we breathe the spray in. We have asked to be seen by the doctor, but they have not stopped using the spray. The guards have started spraying the chemical everywhere, all over everything, all the time. This was a, another detainee or another person. It causes a terrible reaction on our skin. When we ask for medical assistant, they just give us some sort of cream to put on it. So let's put the cream on top of the poison that's on the skin. Mm-hmm. Because what, you're going to wash yourself every five minutes? And then you put the cream on and then boom, it's on you again. Another person said... Quote, the spray also hurts our airways. When I blow my nose, blood comes out. They are testing us like animals. One person fainted and was taken out. I don't know what happened to them. There is no fresh air. And here's another testimony. They started bleeding. Um, I started bleeding from my nose after being in contact with the chemical, which they said was identified by a worker as HDQ neutral. 
When I complained to the supervisory staff, she told me that it was not her problem, but that of the cleaning and safety staff and to take it up with them. The staff had placed advisories on the walls, but it did not mention any safety risks or to wait a period of time before using the bathrooms. They went on to say that they are rapidly spraying this chemical chemical as often as every 15 to 30 minutes, and some say every five minutes, around the housing units in the Adelanto facility. The chemicals sprayed are coming in contact with individuals' eyes, nose, mouth, skin, clothing, bedding, food, drinking water on an ongoing basis. In addition to nosebleeds, okay, sorry, that was end of quote. And so we went on, I went on and I told you all about um, what's happening, what what they're doing. So these are actual reports coming from the people themselves that are being held prisoner and prisoner in these, in these, this horrible detention center. So they're saying this is what hap- this is happening to us. <laughs> I, I want to say I can't believe it, but I can believe it. They're put in concentration camps. They're held prisoners. Their children are taken away from them. They're treated horribly. Why are they prisoners? So they came into the country illegally. Do you be held? You're held as a prisoner. Can't you be? This is going to sound awful, but can't you be just sent back? You know what I mean? Like, can't you be told, you know, you need to, you can't enter. And, and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of people trying to get there. Well, they're coming from horrific conditions to begin with. Enter into the land of the free, home of the brave, the savior for everybody in the world, and get put in prison, made sterile, and poisoned. When I worked in Florida, I was teaching massage therapy in 2002. There were many people that didn't have legal immigration papers. But they they worked, you know, they worked in migrant farming, they worked for uh, landscaping companies, you know, there was lots of different workers that found places, you know, that they made, I don't know, four or five dollars an hour, maybe or or whatever. But you know, back home, they were lucky if they made that in a week, five dollars, you know, so I find it so hypocritical when yeah, some... but the cost of living here is more. Well, no, I know that, but a lot of them would live together all and share costs and stuff like that. So, but what I'm trying to say is, you know, some Americans like, oh, they're taking our jobs. I'm like, they're not taking your jobs. They're taking jobs that you're too lazy or pay too little that you won't take. So, the economy, people, and should... agriculture is ultimately being run, and people are eating. At the broken backs in the hard work of people from the migrant workers who are keeping food on the tables of the very people that are saying they took our jobs. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think no matter what, they deserve to be treated with dignity. And there's not even that. I mean, would they be better off, like you said, if they did get released back home, so to speak, well, at least they wouldn't be subjected to uh, horrific medical procedures that they didn't consent to or being sprayed with toxic chemicals. We don't, but I don't want to, I'm just being devil's advocate. We don't know that either. They're, no, I, I know. The lack of health care is there. Um, what are the conditions, working conditions where they came from, if there was jo- even jobs for them? What, um, you know, what, what, 
we, we don't know if what they came from was just as bad as what they, they've come to. True. You know, um, are they being held prisoner in their com- country? Because if they do or say anything, they could be imprisoned or, or, or punished or, or killed. So obviously it was bad enough that they wanted to, to go to the U.S. for a better life. And then they come to the U.S. and they're treated uh, horrifically um, and then held in prison and so on and so forth, which I everything I just said there. I I don't know what else to say on this uh, on this subject. I'm going to keep my eyes on it. I'm going to dig through to get as much information and, and keep updates here. I'm going to find ways that I can help further because it's not just good enough that I have a, you know, a rant and 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 say how i feel um i need to do something constructive to help this maybe this episode will help in some way so i i'm gonna i'm gonna leave off the episode here and i honestly want to know what of course honestly uh, i i want to know what you guys think about this if you've got ideas on for anybody how to uh help uh Post it on the Facebook group, email me, or just do whatever you can within your your own um, social network. So and, and in your community, I mean, maybe. Well, that that's what depending sorry. depending on no, I'm saying like what whatever state you're in. If you're in one of these state a state where one of these uh, facilities is, you know, is there a church group that's trying to help? Is there an advocate activism organization that's trying to help? Can you donate used clothing? You know, anything, just bring awareness, call your Senator, your local, whoever. Um, I don't know what it is down there. We've got, we've got uh, counselors up here. So your County people, your, your state people just you know, be active and, and get the word out. Yeah. Um, whatever you guys can do, whatever we can do, big or small, it's, it's all important. There's no, um, little thing. Cause I think even what we might consider a little thing is, is a big thing. So I'm going to end the episode here. Um, and I can only hope, and I'm not much of a prayer, but pray that, um, or whatever that we can help, uh, stop this insanity uh, I mean, I may take, uh, oh, I don't want to get political. I don't, why, what is wrong with being political? This is political. Maybe when the, the friggin' orange Cheeto, the, the psychopath gets out of presidency, maybe these things will improve. I hope they do, but we can't wait until then. So yes, I'm Canadian and I can shoot my mouth off and, and I, I, I don't live there. I don't live in the U S I, 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 it's so easy for me to say terrible things, but I'm not talking about the U.S. people I'm talking about or the U.S. good people. I'm talking about the U.S. bad people here. So there's, there's, I, I didn't want to get into rant mode, but there you go. I'm sorry about that. No, I think that's not necessarily a rant. I think, you know, we're your neighbors and we see this stuff happening and, you know, not that we're perfect by any stretch of the imagination. We have our own issue, our not that we're perfect by any stretch of the imagination. We have our own issues up here. But it's it's painful to see, you know, the it seems like sometimes the majority of people Come on, we're doing this here in our own right, okay? We we have the way we treat indigenous Canadians and Canadians that are people of color. We we there's systemic racism. 
And let's not forget about the 60s scoop when our uh, government went in and stole children from their families and put them into residential schools and tried to strip them of everything that all of their culture, all of the, of the beauty uh, that, that we should adopt or a country should have adopted instead of trying to get rid of. Um, we have our own version of sterilization still going on in this country. And that's a whole other subject I'll get into, but I want to make it very clear that Canada we're guilty too. Oh yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, you know, if you, if you believe, I, I know you weren't saying that. I know I, I, I was just going on one of my, my rampages. Cause I don't think it's fair for me to throw a hundred percent judgment on a situation when we when it happens here too so i just wanted to make that come forward and say i'm aware and this is a subject that i need to talk about as well no yeah i'm just saying like when you think about because i lived in the states like i said for a year year and a half and you know there's there's good people and there's not so good people anywhere you go in the world bad people okay bad people <laughs> but you know i think about you know new york city and the and the statue of liberty give me your poor give me your I forget what the quote is because I'm not American, but it's supposed to be the land of opportunity and freedom. And I mean, surely there must be a enough to go around, you know, um, or at least to help. I mean, it's one of the most supposedly powerful and rich nations in the world, but yet it's treating people who are in desperate need of some sort of chance to get a better life. Like... I don't even know. I don't. I, I don't even I don't know, know what words. more we can say about this. I think we've we've made the most important points and uh, talked about this. Um, I want to end the show to in memory of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one of the most important women in history, in American history. This, she was a true leader, a, a true maverick, a. a, a a courageous woman who did some of the most amazing amazing things to to try to rid the country of um misogyny well yeah um homophobia racism women's rights so rest in peace ruth bader ginsburg uh hopefully there's it's it's hard to say that there'll be another woman like you but um i know there are so let's not uh, forget about her rest in peace rbg that's right and uh, everyone else take care of yourselves and take care of one another and love yourself and uh love peace one. love yeah. one another yeah love one another peace peace one love